What is up, Ritter Nation? Welcome to episode 28 of the Lone Rear Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I am your host, Jonah J. Train Young. That's right, Big Day Slim Self. Uh, with me, as always, my good friend, Nathan. Is it pronounced caramel or caramel Zuniga? What's up, buddy? Uh, it's absolute caramel. I don't know why you're stirring the pot. You know, it's it's... It's too late in the day to be stirring the pot like that, Jonah. It's caramel. It's caramel. Just saying. And we have hot takes caramel? here, man. We're not afraid of some controversy. Uh, if you say caramel, please, like, you need to go go back. To, you need to go back, retake an English class, learn the alphabet. It's pronounced caramel. Well, all right, that's, man. All right. That's how I feel. That's how I feel about that. Good or is it stance. salmon? Is it salmon or salmon? I say not, we're not even going down this, Solomon, this path, please. man. Jesus Christ. Uh, is water wet? Who fucking knows? Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, well, all right. Yeah. Open up a can of worms. Can't put back. But anyways, we got yes. Mr. 2 himself joining us and Nesto Martinez. What's up, Nesto? What's up? What's up? Is water really wet, though? I don't know. That's a good Water is not wet. Water in and of itself cannot be wet. And Was the dress hell, I'm white or gold? Off. Guys, we got oh. some more stuff to get to. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it was it black and blue? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Sorry. on this week's episode, we got we got some more content to get to, my friends, uh, including but not limited to Texas Tech's Open Weekend in baseball, a bit of basketball on a hot streak. You know that we've uh, been on the last few games. A uh, certain dunk contest champion. And of course, our good vibes, vibe of the week. We got all that coming your way in this episode. Before we get to that, though, I want to remind you like to follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or check out our pretty faces over on YouTube. Either way, we appreciate y'all for supporting a small-time Texas Tech Sports Podcast. is brought to you by the fans that give a damn. We are powered by the South Plainsman. Be sure to check them out at South Plainsman on both Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out our Twitter spaces that we do, uh, pre-game, our pre-game Twitter spaces, I should say, for a basketball game. And we're going to start doing post-game Twitter spaces after most baseball games. Baseball is quite a lengthy season, so we're not going to be doing uh, post-games for every single game because we will not be able to watch every single game so but don't look out for that either way make sure you follow us on twitter and uh, also south plainsman let's said though let's go ahead and get into some news updates so as i was alluding to a little bit earlier former texas tech red raider mac mcclung wins the nba dunk contest in pretty dramatic fashion with just capped it off with an exclamation point so some are asking though did he save the NBA dunk contest. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Let's start with you, Zuni. <laughs> First of all, I don't even watch the All-Star break. I really think most of it is just trash, if I'm being honest with you. I think you get Twitter highlights, and sure enough, he was the Twitter highlight this year. So um, did he save it? I don't know. I feel like it's – the dunk contest is so inconsistent of whether it's going to be entertaining or not that year that, I, like I said, I just wait until – I'm proving otherwise. <laughs> so that's how I feel. But shout out to the boy, I guess. I mean, he played for us for a season. Woo. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Mac. Let's go. <laughs> Mac Attack, you know, uh, Riff Raff's cousin, man, is uh, just killing it. <laughs> you think he's known more now for for that or for actually dunking? 
Well, no, I mean he's he's been known for his highlights and his dunks. I mean that goes back to his high school days. You know, he he was a YouTube sensation. I would say hot hot take here: the only white guys in the NBA that got bounced is Mac McClung, Alex Caruso, and that's it. <laughs> that's <laughs> boy got it. some bunnies though, man. A boy got some bunnies. So yeah, that's how I feel. What about you, but Nesto? How you feel about that, man? Uh, I don't feel much different, but uh, I don't think he saved per se the dunk contest i think he put on a good show but i mean did we watch the other three guys they they weren't as impressive you know what i mean so i think for the dunk contest to be saved you need to get stars out there dunking people want to see john Morant dunk they want to see zion williamson dunk they want to see lebron james dunk that's what the people want to see and that's when the dunk contest will truly be saved but you know, it's hard to get NBA players on board with that since uh, I forgot who made it popular to not do the contest. There was, was someone. It, uh, yeah, was, I think it was Aaron Gordon that got uh, snubbed from it twice. A dunk contest. Like, um, even before that, there but, was yeah. someone used to do it. That kind of started the trend of, oh, I'm not going to do the slam dunk contest. I just can't remember the the person who started that. Was that not LeBron? Am I not? Are we not yeah. crazy to assume that? I, I right. want to say, I honestly a... want to say it was LeBron. To be honest no, he, with you, he started it. Yeah, because prior to that, like a lot of the stars would, you know, at least participate at least once, right? At least once every, like, just to just to do it. But we don't even get players doing that just to do it. So yeah. I honestly think it was LeBron that started that. Show. I mean, Dwight Howard, out of all people, participated in an NBA dunk contest he, at one point. He was great though. He, he was, was great. great <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> fucking jumped over a car. Get over <laughs> it, bro. He jumped over the front hood of a car. <laughs> Get over yourself. How much do you think? What, what, what was it? Was it a Kia? Was it a Kia yeah. that they brought out on? I don't even know. You think, how, much did, how much did Kia pay Blake Griffin to <laughs> hey, use our car to duck over? <laughs> Probably a lot, uh, but I bet you a lot of money too. Yeah, he jumped over a car, bro. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, the dunk contest is. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was very watered one. down. I mean, you're ever get to the point where you're having to dip into the G League to find guys who want to compete in the dunk contest, which is what they did with Mac McClung. He was not NBA player. He was playing in the G League. He got signed to a two way deal with the the Sixers, I believe. And uh, mm-hmm. because of that, he was able to compete in the dunk contest. But, you know, either way, whether it's watered down or it's not, I mean, his highlights were very impressive. You know, like he was getting 50s across the board. Every single dunk was a 50. So, you know, can't fault him for that, you know, and it's, it's exciting to see. I mean, Matt Klung, you know, definitely deserved that one. So root for the boy. Hope he has success. Hope he's able to, uh, you know, stay on the uh, stay on the active roster for the NBA for the Sixers, you know, and uh, hopefully he has a good career, man. Got any final thoughts for me on the next one? Nah, it was cool dunks though. Shots to the yeah, boy. Yeah, we'll say yeah, absolutely. Fight. It is sad though that um he made his career earnings <laughs> in that one night. <laughs> yes, I saw that too. Yeah, he's been like uh, is that or like, is it a come? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he signed the Puma. He signed the Puma now. That's that, that's gotta, something. You know, I gotta go get the McClungs, the McClung ones, <laughs> McClung ones, dude, McClung primes. <laughs> uh moving on though moving on uh 
get into some baseball talk. Two former, uh, not former, sorry, two current Texas Tech Red Raiders earned uh, all-conference notoriety today as Kevin Basil won Big 12 Newcomer of the Week, followed by Brendan Gurton winning Big 12 Pitcher of the Week in Texas Tech's opening series against Gonzaga, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. So, yeah, really stud performances from these boys, and uh, we're looking for some... um, some uh, consistency at this point. you know. Now we see what they can do. Let's see if they can follow up on that against some tougher competition that they will not play this weekend uh, <laughs> against uh, Western Illinois. Um, but you know, we'll see if they can carry that on throughout the remainder of the season. Yeah, really a, a lot of new faces we saw in, uh, in this opening series. But uh, we'll get to that in just a minute right after this. And um, kind of talking, um, you know, Still talking a little bit of football because football season is still around. I saw a lot of tweets, a lot of posts on Facebook about like, oh, first weekend without football. Oh, my God. You know, just crying and, you know, not knowing what to do with their hands or anything or nothing. Just not knowing what to do. I'm just like, bro, you know, there's some XFL action going on here, man. Um, But yeah. We saw some XFL action. I uh, was able to watch the San Antonio Brahmas lose in a heartbreaking fashion against the St. Louis Battlehawks, who had A.J. McCarron as their quarterback. The I, I kind of forgot he was still around, to be honest. But uh, my question is, did y'all watch this? Did y'all watch any XFL over the weekend? Or are we all just kind of subsided? Subsided. Uh, I watched some of the highlights. The highlights actually looked pretty good, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm happy. I, I It's kind of weird to say this because I, I don't, what was it, a couple years ago when the USFL came out or the XFL? I don't remember which league it was. The XFL but, came out and then because of COVID and then, you know, had to. Right, yeah, yeah. But even then, it was like, it was more than eight teams. It was like 16 teams and they went bankrupt by like. 10, yeah. 10 no, teams and they went. Yeah, they did. They had a, oh, no, like you're, a thinking the, uh, you're thinking of the. AAF, the American Alliance football. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the one you're thinking of. Yes, yes, yes. The AAF, um, in like comparison, it, it just looked it, it looked cleaner, I guess. Not 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 the not the AAF. They that was sloppy football. The XFL actually looked like it was entertaining to watch, to say the least. So I mean it's cool. I mean it's more football. I mean, it's not gonna I treat it like a high school game, if I'm being honest with you. I know it's grown ass men, you know, like playing football professionally, but like I, I treat treat it like a high school game, you know. That you could just po- probably could get drunk at, which is nice. I mean, yeah, I definitely high school to game too. Head but. out there to the Alamo Dome and uh slam a few cold ones and watch some uh, some Brahms football. Uh, what yeah, about you, Nesto? Do you have a chance to watch this game? Yeah, I was uh I was watching the whole thing until I left my house when we were up fifteen to three, and I thought, ah, you're like, it's you're like this game." Then I forgot they added um, they can go for one, two, or three after they yeah. score a touchdown. I didn't know that. And then, yeah, it's you know, uh, just new rules they're implementing in the XFL. Um, a lot, a little bit different than the NFL, which I actually kind of think is pretty cool. Yeah, it keeps the game competitive. You're never really out of it. Yeah, I like exactly. The, I like the camera angles that they do for the coaches, and they literally mic up everybody from the sound of it. I think you can hear like, all the uh, all the f bombs being yeah. thrown out. There's several that they missed. You know, they they did a good job. I, I like did a pretty good job of like you know censoring those uh, f bombs, but they they still got some work to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and let let a few of them uh, slip I, on through. So I do I do enjoy hearing how the players like I guess talk smack to each other. Yeah. Like the quarterbacks 
are always like, it's just funny. Like their version of talking smack is just saying like all day or like that's money. Like that's their <laughs> that's their lingo. You know, <laughs> that's all the quarterback ever says. It's just like all day. That's all day. Uh, that's money <laughs> yeah and in case uh, any listeners out there think this is unrelated there are two former Red Raiders that play for the San Antonio Brahmas being wide receiver TJ Vasher who I saw catch, uh, catch a couple passes this weekend and linebacker Rico Jeffers they both play Rico Texas uh, I, I I'm I'm I I can't even speak today I can't speak today play for the Brahmas former Red Raiders play for the Brahmas yes there we go there we go Look at you, man, with the assist. You know the name, the names, the names, uh, the names grown on me. I will say the Brahmas. <laughs> yeah, so or the Brahmas. Yeah. Uh, it's it's, a it's, it's a like a cow, no? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, a cow bull. A mixture of the two. I don't know. Do you want yeah. me to ask Alexa? I got it in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, what's the problem? <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, uh, this was interesting in sticking with the XFL. I promise we'll move on. Uh, but stick with this one. It was really interesting because some people complain about like, oh, it's not really, you know, it's not really good football being played out there. I'm like, well, you got to think that this is week one, first first game of the season. These guys did not have a preseason. These guys didn't, you know, scrimmage each other. You didn't scrimmage another team. There's no film that you can watch on your opponent. Hell, you don't even know who you're really going up against. Like, like that. That's some JV shit, honestly. But <laughs> you don't really even know who you're going up against. You can't develop a, a film analysis, a, a scouting report on the guy. Nothing that you had going into week one. Now moving forward, you have film on your opponents. You know, but. And that's why I think, you know, some people are out there saying, you know, it's not really good football. It's just, it's just bad sloppiness. You know, it just really wasn't uh, really wasn't something to watch. Well, now move forward. You have film. They can develop game plans. You can have a scouting report, do all that proper stuff on them. So, you, you know, these guys are, you know, how good these guys are like, OK, you know, you're, you're as a coach, you'll develop a lot more schemes, you know, the scheme up a um you know, packages for certain situations and all that kind of stuff. So better football is yet to come in the XFL is what I'm trying to say. I just want a league to last longer than two seasons. Just make it past hey, one the, season. Uh, the USFL is about to get in the second season. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. So we, we will see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, but that sucked, though, because they only played in one location for their first season. because of the Yeah, I think they're doing that, too. Again, I think they're only playing in one location. One location again? I think so. I'm not. Mis- I I don't. I don't know. I could be mistaken. That don't blows. Like, what's the <laughs> point of that at that point? I don't know. Reduce travel. Just have it in one town, one state. Yes, man. Less I guess money. It's like spend. a seven v seven at that point. Yeah. Or I watch flag. <laughs> at least to be in my stadium. <laughs> you know, right. sorry. <laughs> But I saw I saw on TV that the Centennial Bronx had a pretty good outing. Like there was like twenty four thousand fans there, which is, I think, combined what the Renegades, the Arlington Renegades, and the uh, Houston Roughnecks had at theirs. Like combined, it's it's more than that. So San, yeah, San Antonio. They want a football they, they team. They want a football. They showed out to the to to the other league too. Yeah, what was it the uh, San Antonio Commanders? Yeah, the AAF team. Yes. I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was the joke of a league. They were but, consistently yeah. averaging about 12k in attendance, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's decent. You know, for um, I, I think they're averaging like 20k uh, per game for the was small it? time that lasted. 
Yeah, it wasn't that long. Yeah, went bankrupt. <laughs> but uh, XFL's in better hands. <laughs> and I think the USFL's in better hands, too. So, you know, I'd I'm like to think the Rock is like a businessman, so. I'm curious because uh, I think USFL starts in April, sometime in April, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I'm curious, like, you know, hey, you could do like, you know, leagues starting at the same time. And then, you know, like the winner of the XFL plays the winner of the USFL. And then I thought about the same thing. That'd be a, that'd be a cool little like Super Bowl for them, I guess you could say. Yeah. Know? XFL versus USFL. You know, what would you call that? Would you call that the minor league uh, bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Instead the not so Super Bowl. The not so Super Bowl, I guess. The uh, average bowl. The, I don't know, I don't know what you <laughs> it, it knowing knowing some company, they'd buy the rights. It'd be something weird, like the like the Jiffy Loop Bowl. <laughs> It'd be something weird like that. I promise. I I don't Speaking know. Of, the you know, XFL Championship going to be in San Antonio. We'll be in San Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Dope. Excited for that one, man. We're going to show out there. Because, you know, I mean, it's it's weird that the Brahms are going to host their own championship game. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm still on the bandwagon, man. One loss is not to turn me, man. It's not throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to Seattle all the way now. We what? lost. That's the end of the season, bro. Might as well just pack wow. it up. Man's hopping on that. the <laughs> <laughs> Man's homie hopping. Is that what you said? Homie <laughs> oh, yeah. um, hey, Anyways. Uh, let's go ahead and get into uh, one of the fa- one of our favorite segments, uh, our good vibes vibe of the week. Nesto Zuni, uh, actually, let's start with you, Nesto. You got a good vibes vibe of the week, man? Uh, I had it, but I literally, I'm literally drawing a blank right now. Ah, uh, you oh, know what? Fumbling, Nesto, fumbling. Got, got it. What's up, buddy? This new brand of shampoo I just bought today called Native. Okay. With no extra like harmful chemicals, and uh, it's this coconut and vanilla. It's the, probably the sweetest, but like you know, an overwhelming sweetness is just too much. This yeah. is like just sweet enough to be like, wow, that smells incredible, and it does, and it smells really good. I have to go with that Native shampoo. That's my vibe of the week. Vibe of the week. Vibing with the smell good. I think Zuni, you had a similar one last week, didn't you? Yeah, it was socks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, completely the same. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I might no. I'm not sure. Uh, was it like a couple of couple podcasts ago? I don't don't remember. It was was socks. Uh, Yours was socks. Yes, I remember that. But I think Nesta might have had a similar one the week before. Oh, yeah, it was a sugar scrub or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, man, I've been lately. I've been into some like uh, taking good care of my skin and body type of stuff. Man. So, hey, man, got got to take care of it, man. Got to take care of it. Damn, this guy's about to go full Austin, bro. Vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, uh, I guess I really just have a genre of food. Earlier today, you know, I was feeling a little hangry. As it goes, this is like the third time you've mentioned that, by the way. Wait, <laughs> what? Week. Like, your week has surrounded food, I feel like, in the last couple episodes. But, it, but I literally said that last week's was socks. Well, yeah, but I mean, that? Typically it's, it's like the third time, though, where it's surrounded a food element of sorts. I look, I how I start my stories is how I start my stories, Jonah. All right, now I'm just gonna give you the shorter version because you know, you no, keep going, it. but no, keep going, keep going. I'm I sorry. really don't. 
you know, most of the times when I tell these stories, I'm saying it just right off the top of my brain. So there's no, <laughs> there's no plan going into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know earlier I was at work. I was feeling a bit hangry, but you know, I've been going to the gym with my girl. I've been trying to eat a little healthier. You know, and you know, I was feeling a little hangry. I couldn't just you know slam down some Taco Bell or Mickey D's because you know that's gonna, you know, it's not gonna feel good later if you work out. Decided not to work out. So that that was like out of the question later around like five is when we decided not to work out. But point is, good vibe, vibe of the weeks. We tried some Mediterranean food because it's like kind of healthy, but like not there. And I tried something called like a kofta, a pressed kofta. Quite huh. delicious. Okay. Lamb, tomato, some pickles in there, some some of that pita bread, but it was pressed down, you know, real nice, like a waffle kind of kind of press. It was like, you know, burnt, but not burnt you know cooked it was nice i liked it it was really good if y'all haven't tried Mediterranean for y'all are missing out lamb is delicious and it is good for you yeah no i've uh i definitely i definitely like Mediterranean for typically like when i go to Mediterranean, i just get the uh the euro reps you know that's just kind of my go-to i like them a lot they're they're delicious love me some euro reps but my euro gyro gyro how's he is it's it's spelled g-y-r-o so it's like gyro but it's pronounced euro I yeah. thought it was pronounced Gira, if I'm being honest with you. No, no. Are you insane, Zuni? Go back to school, buddy. <laughs> Is it not it's disgraceful. It? It's pronounced Euro? Yes. It sounds like someone trying to say churro. But even then, when people say churro right, like um... that, it's very disrespectful. I'm just saying. Like, say it right. <laughs> Okay. I mean, uh, it's not worse than saying tamale. I'm just going to put that out there. But okay, continue on. Good vibes of the week, my man. <laughs> Wait, am I saying tamale wrong? Oh. Tamale? Yeah. If you, if you could say it, then why, why did you... Uh. I, I don't know, man. Just, <laughs> I want to get your opinion, man. You're, you're obviously king of the dictionary, so, you know. Just the thesaurus himself. <laughs> all right um anyways anyways, getting on with um my good vibes (laughs) um you know mine's pretty simple it's pretty simple it is a a, a, i I guess not not a food element it's it's Margaritas, man. It, today is National Margarita Day, by the way, in case y'all know. Oh, is it? Yes, today is National Margarita Day on uh, February 22nd, 2023. National Margarita Day. Yesterday was Fat Tuesday. Today's first day in Lent, also National Margarita Day. So, hell yeah. Went out there uh, to um local Mexican restaurant right up the road from where I'm at. And, uh, yeah, had a few uh, had a few a little bit earlier. Feeling pretty good right now. Down, huh? um, slammed, yeah, I slammed several of them down. So. Question, yeah. question. Question: Do you prefer it on the rocks or frozen all the way? Uh, I'm uh, on the rocks with salt kind of guy. On the rocks, you don't like frozen. I don't. Margaritas. I don't mind a good guy. frozen mark. You know, like at a if I were to go to like Chimmy's or something, get a frozen mark. I like theirs. You know, it's delicious too. You know, Chimmy's might be. I don't the, discriminate. The, the, the very, the very few times where I, I enjoy a frozen over uh, on the rocks. Typically, I'll just do it on the rocks. If I'm being honest, it's easier to go down. I hate a brain freeze. It's a great good vibes vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, 
Definitely feel you there. Hate hate the uh, the brain. You can't ever like you know slam or anything like that. It's always like a slow process. Like you have the same one for a long time. And I don't know. <laughs> but I yeah, like I'm, I get more, I'm more the on the rocks too. with salt. What was that, buddy? Feeling kind of good. I feel like I get kind of full too off of the frozen ones, uh, more so than you know the, the the on the rocks. You know that liquidy good stuff. Liquid I mean, good stuff. Liquid. I mean, it's all liquid, if, if I'm being honest. But still, you know, I mean, it's not as thick. Donald, Donald Trump means thick. <laughs> I love, I love, <laughs> it's one of my favorite memes. If you haven't seen it, it's hilarious. Thick. It's just, thick. <laughs> it's just, thick. <laughs> uh, well, all right, funny. my friend. All right. <laughs> so, with that said, that concludes our Good Vibes Vibe of the Week segment. We have hardly even talked any Texas Tech sports on this podcast thus far. We're, what, 20-some-odd minutes in? So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get on to... Off uh, to a great start. Oh, yeah, we're off to an amazing start, dude. Um, <laughs> but uh, to get into some uh, Texas Tech baseball, so this past uh, weekend was... Uh, opening weekend for Texas Tech baseball. They hosted the Gonzaga Bulldogs. They're at Dan Law Field of Griffin Park. And the Red Raiders swept them every single game. 4-0 sweep, clean, clean sweep. Um, opening game on Friday, 1-8-4. Saturday, 1-10-3. Uh, Sunday's matchup was a 12-3 victory. And then Monday's matchup was a 9-8 victory. That one got a little hairy. You know, almost had to go into extra innings. And I heard that one almost ended up in a tie. Apparently due to Gonzaga's travel, uh, travel plans, um, if that game, if an inning had started after two thirty, it would have resulted in a tie. So that's that's really interesting. There, um, honestly, I'd rather just lose. <laughs> I mean, than than to tie. I mean, like <laughs> like to, if I can quote my inner Ted Lasso, you know, like ties are they're they're not natural. You know, <laughs> they're just not natural. Yeah. <laughs> like it's two thousand twenty three, and we still have tie games. Like, come on, grow up. You know, um. But, you know, glad to see the Red Raiders got a 4-0 sweep to uh, um, to start the season. Uh, they will host Western Illinois next week and also a four-game series as well. So, you know, now, because we swept Gonzaga, we want Gonzaga to win every single game they play this year because that will help us out in our RPI as far as that goes. So um, that's very important uh, as far as... um. Uh, potential seedings and potential potentially being a host if uh, uh, a regional host if if when that time comes along so you know really gonna benefit us in the RPI if they um, you know they win every single game or they win their conference you know same thing goes for Western Illinois and then uh, who would play after them Air Force Air Force at home so same goes for those two you know you want them to win every single game they play um, so yeah that's really all I got you guys have a chance to uh, catch a couple games uh, over the weekend for Texas Tech. Uh, I watched the second game. I was I wanted to see Molina pitch. It was looking nice, but yeah, other than the other two, it was kind of not to to say that we're supposed to steamroll Gonzaga, but we're supposed to steamroll Gonzaga. Just saying. Yeah, for the most part, we did that. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, with all disrespect, all disrespect, we we steamrolled Gonzaga. So with let's all go. disrespect. <laughs> so that's fine. Our, our, I mean, again, plus. I mean, so that was cool, you know. So 
Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, to be honest with you. But yeah, I didn't. I, I worked this weekend, so I was more score watching than anything. But I, I was able to catch some on my breaks. I got you, man. What about you, That's Nesto? Um, I was asking, like, uh, are these games on ESPN Plus? Yes, they are. Are they? Yeah. What was that? I said, uh, are the games on ESPN Plus or just ESPN? Uh, ESPN Plus. Because, like, when you go into the ESPN app to, like, try to keep up with it, it doesn't let you. So that's why I was, like, I can't even see any of the games. Well, that's one you got to get on Twitter and follow our guy, Red Raider Dugout, on Twitter. He keeps up with all the scores, everything like that. Our guy, Keith Patrick. We're going to have him on the podcast eventually. We will uh, get that uh, get that scheduled in, and uh, he'll make an appearance on the show sometime soon. Um, you know, but, yeah, go ahead like I said, Nesto, got to follow him. He'll keep up with the score, give some uh, live commentary, everything like that. And, uh, um, but yeah, uh, it's kind of hard. Yeah, like if you look up on your phone, it's really difficult to kind of keep up with it. I understand that, but uh, you know, gotta make do, man. And uh, you know, the boys went out there this weekend and um, handled business. You know, there was a there was a really good album by Mason Molina, really good album by Brendan Gurton, of course, winning pitcher of the week, uh, having to step in for uh, I believe it was Kyle Robinson who was the starter in that game, and then uh, ended up uh, giving up four runs, and then Brendan Gurton stepped in, only gave uh didn't give up any actually, but yeah, they were down like four to one at that point, and then our offense just kept on clicking, and then you know we we're able to you know bats were waking up, getting some hits, getting some homers, and um you know just going out there and taking care of business. Uh, and then they follow up the next day, same thing, next day, same thing. And then um, I guess Gonzaga wanted to just have one like last ditch effort to uh, go home with a win. Didn't want to you know, have a 4-0 sweep, start the season off 0-4. And they, they really, they really tried, you know, but just <laughs> couldn't handle, man. Couldn't handle, couldn't handle it. But it's great to see um, this team, how, because they, because Texas was down in that, uh, in that last game against Gonzaga, they were down, I think it was eight to five heading into a, the eighth inning, I believe. And, you know, to kind of rattle back like that, face that kind of adversity to say like, hey, you know, not going to panic, not do nothing, just going to go out there and make the most of my at-bats. And, uh, you know, they were able to, you know, get some uh, get some good hits. And uh, I believe their pitcher walked so many guys. You have to thank uh, Gonzaga's pitcher for walking so many players. And, uh you know, that's uh, really what led to the victory. It was a walk-off walk because bases were loaded and then um, end up throwing four balls and, you know, walk-off dub for Texas Tech. So, hell yeah, hell yeah, getting it done, getting it done. But uh, like I mentioned, we saw a lot of new faces. It's uh, We're still trying to figure out, I guess, the rotation. We saw a lot of guys play in this game, uh, which I thought was really, really Interesting, really, really cool. You know, Tadlock wanted to see uh, see the the talent that he has uh, on full display, and uh, you know, so far, pretty good. You know, we got a pretty deep team. Uh, that was um, that was pretty well known coming into the season. We got a pretty pretty deep at every position. Uh, the bullpen looking really nice. Uh, we'll obviously obviously see how they do against better competition moving forward. But so far, I like our rotations. I uh, I think Gurton should get the start on Fridays. I think that might be something uh to look to look at moving forward. Unless obviously you want to keep him in relief as well. I don't know. Tal- that's Tadlock's decision at that point. But uh we'll definitely see um they are moving forward, man. Really uh, really excited about this baseball season for these boys, you know. And uh, I do plan on 
coming up to Lubbock. Uh, dang, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out which which weekend did I say I was going to come up to Lubbock on. I believe it was the um, uh, yes, the uh, Oklahoma State series on uh, March 17th that weekend. So I'm gonna try to come up to Lubbock for that series, especially because you know Oklahoma State always gives us some uh, some really good fits, you know, and you know they're a really good ball club too. So. Now we're going to wrap up our baseball talk. Now going to move into some basketball talk. So Texas Tech on a pretty sneaky good hot streak right now. Question I'm going to ask you guys, a couple questions for you guys actually. Uh, could we potentially make the tourney? And would this be the biggest midseason turnaround in Big 12 history? I'm going to turn it over to you, Zuni. You know, I was uh, trying to look for the stat earlier of what's the last, like, Big 12 team to start off, how we started. And um, I really can't find a good example, if I'm being honest with you. And plus, it's a lot of research to go back and see which teams took a, got, got the tourney invite. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just, you know, answer that uh, to answer one of your questions. Yes, I, I would say this is probably the biggest turnaround in Big 12, you know, like ever. <laughs> but, uh I guess cool that, of course, it would be Texas Tech to, you know, have to play with my emotions like this. Of course, right? We just can't be good just in the entire season. Yeah, no, no, nothing can come easy here, man. It just, it just had to be just had to be difficult, right? Just had to give me heart attacks and gray hairs before I'm 30. But, nah, <laughs> it's fine. But, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's cool. I'm happy that we're on this little win streak. The more that these uh, teams upset, uh, these lower teams upset the higher teams. You know, like uh, what was uh, who 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 lost to West Virginia? Was it? Oh, we had talked about uh, it earlier. It was, yeah, it was uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma yeah, State. yeah. I think so. Don't quote. Yeah, me. so that's that's a it's a hell of a a win for West Virginia, and that just makes it look better on our resume. So you know, yeah, more stuff. So uh, I hope that the uh, these quote unquote bottom feeder of a of the the teams which we are included in that kind of realm right now because of our record but yeah. i am excited though for 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 once you know it's been a while i, I was excited you know when the tip offs the december 31st january 1st something like that december 31st that was our opening uh, tip off and big 12 that was our opening tip off yeah yeah i haven't been excited since that day so um <laughs> it's been a while it's been a while but uh yeah no yeah uh it, uh, I'm excited to to see to see how we uh, you know finish this out because uh, we've we've had a, a a roller coaster of a ride to say the least so far this definitely season. has been <laughs> definitely has been. Um, if I can just go ahead and get into this game, so Texas Tech went into Lord Noble Center against Oklahoma and beat them on their home court, officially splitting the series, which is good because Tech had lost the game against Oklahoma before. Uh, back on uh, January seventh, the game that you and I were at, Zuni. Yeah, they uh, really good to really us. good to get a little bit of a little little, little sweet revenge, you know, so to speak. Just a little bit. Um. So yeah, you're really um really proud of these guys and the the way they they handle themselves. Uh, they uh, did not start the game off very well. Uh, I think they had in the first half thirteen turnovers in the first half, and uh, but I think a lot of that is credit to Oklahoma and just their ability to get in the passing lane, forcing turnovers, not making anything easy. Um, you know, not letting us you know get down the lane, get into the uh, get into the paint, and which is really where we tend to do the most of our damage. You know, we're not really a, a great three point shooting team. Not to say that we can't you know make them, especially when Pop Isaac's on the court. We definitely uh, do have that 
element uh, to our. Uh, uh, we can add that to our repertoire. He only makes a three point shooting better uh, when he's on the court. But getting some uh, key performances in this game. How about Big Maple himself, Fardos Amac? Man, I mean, this guy just absolutely went off in this game. Um, you know, he had 19 points, two assists, 10 rebounds in this one. Double. Followed by uh, Jalen Tyson, who you know, another big game from Jalen Tyson. Man, he's had two really big games the last uh, uh, last uh, couple outings. Uh, you know, against uh, West Virginia, I think he had 27 in that game, which was insane. Um, so yeah, he has 18 in this game, three assists, eight rebounds, and then uh, Kevin O'Banner with 11 points and seven rebounds, and Pop Isaacs with 11 points, one assist, and two rebounds in this one. Um, not a whole lot of one thing I found kind of surprising: not a whole lot of production come off the bench. We had seven bench points, so you really did the majority of your damage with your starters in this game. So uh, you know, that's um, I think that kind of speaks on itself. So. Uh, beginning into Oklahoma, you know they're um, they're kind of key starters. So um, kind of dive into their stats a little bit. You had uh, Jalen Hill with uh, with 14 points, four assists, four rebounds. Uh, Tanner Groves, you know he uh, he he definitely had his had, had himself a night. Uh, with, I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. Uh, 16 points, one assist, six rebounds. Uh, then with um, Milos Uzan with 10 points. Uh, one assist and two rebounds, and then uh, Grant Sherfield ten points, three assists, and two rebounds. So I think the over under on Sherfield in this game was like twenty points. If he was going to have that many tonight, you know what I've noticed that Texas Tech tends to do, we tend to key in on one guy. You know, it's sometimes their their biggest, uh, they are their biggest, um, you know, player. Sometimes they're not. You know, it really depends on uh, on the week on the people that were playing in that in that game, but um. Yeah, they really shut down Grant Sherfield in this game, and I was really, um, really happy to see that. Really, you know, I, I thought it was quite, uh, quite, quite the effort. Um, but getting back to a uh, Tanner Groves, though, I know, uh, because him and uh, Fardoff were kind of going at it in this game. They were, they were going out pretty heavy, and uh, I, I tweeted out, uh, a far, um, Tanner Groves, like make no mistake, Tanner Groves is that guy, but Fardos, Fardos Amac is him. You know, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it's like that guy versus him. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was quite the um, it was quite the outing. You know, Texas Tech now on a four game win streak. Um, you know, four game Big Twelve win streak here, and uh, they host TCU at home this uh, this Saturday. You know, looking to make it five five in a row. So that kind of you know brings up the question again you know like a lot of us you kind of say like you know does text tech have, an, have a chance to make the tournament can they um you know i think if you rattle off because the, the only guarantee to make the tournament for text tech is if you go to the big 12 championship and you win the tournament that's your only guaranteed ticket there the rest is going to be a little bit of outside help you know for example you're gonna have to beat tcu uh, at home this saturday which with the way you're playing with how much fire you're playing with right now Doable, I think it's very doable. And then you got to play uh, at Kansas. Okay, look at Kansas, Allen Fieldhouse. Probably not going to walk away with uh, with a win in that one. Let, let's just be real here. You've only won there once in your entire history. I think you've only beaten Kansas a total of seven times in your uh, entire history as a as as a basketball team. So, uh, kind of hard to think you're just going to waltz in there and snag it up from them. Not possible, but just hard to think that. 
and you wrap up at home against Oklahoma State. So you could potentially be four and one down the stretch. And would that be enough to get us in the tournament? Uh, I'll, I'll actually turn that over to you guys. I mean, do you think that's going to be enough? If Kansas is the only loss, do you think that that'll be enough to propel us into the tournament? Let's start with you, Zuni. I actually do. I think if we beat a nice TCU team this, uh, you said this Saturday. So if we beat TCU, I think it's harder to really keep us off of, uh, uh, keep us out of the tourney. TCU has had a pretty good season. I mean, they've, uh, kind of dropped a couple games here as of late. You know, I haven't been, yeah, they, they started off really hot and then they over did, the last, you know, uh, so it's really, really dropped off. They have kind a, of the complete, they're complete seven and opposite. eight in big 12 play. Yeah, complete opposite of what Tech has been doing. You know, we started off terrible, and now we're kind of coming to life here. So it's the perfect storm to beat TCU, and they're middle of the pack now, and stealing a win from them could even potentially have us tie with them later down the line, record-wise in conference, or even even better, we might even jump them. Who knows? Maybe they might just lose out completely. I hope so. It would give us a better chance. It's. I find it really difficult to not to 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 not think that six teams don't at least go to the tourney from the Big Twelve, right? Seven, eight is where we're hoping that they'll that they'll take. So we're in there for sure, right? Because of where we're ranked currently. But I think six is the magic number as far as the standings go, where they'll they'll consider taking six teams from the Big Twelve. Seven, depending on how this latter part of the season shakes out in conference, but I, we have a shot and that's way better than what I would have told you a month ago. <laughs> so oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like a complete 180 on the season. So I, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it to be honest with you. I mean, I was hoping for progression, hoping for improvement. And I, I've seen that out of our young guys, even pop Isaacs has come back. I know high ankle sprains. We were thinking he wouldn't be back during the season. You never know with high ankle sprains, how a player, yeah. You know how long it takes for that to heal. Some people say three weeks. Some people say six weeks. So if you're Mahomes, so, you don't even need an ankle. Yeah, if you're yeah, <laughs> you don't even need an ankle if you're Mahomes. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> but besides that, but yeah, yeah, uh, we have a shot, and I'll take that over anything that we had previously. So it's uh, it's exciting to see. You know, shout out to the boy Kev. Yeah, Kev, love that dude. He's the, hey, one of the few guys, one of the few guys this season who's, you know, not named Pop Isaacs has made a three on this uh, team. So, <laughs> so they all made threes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can name you know, not as consistently up. as Pop does. I will. I will admit after after Pop Isaacs, the next consistent three pointer might be Kevin O'Banner on this team. And that is sad might to be say. Jalen Tyson. Oh, no. Uh, Davion. I don't know. I'm forgetting Davion. Davion. Davion doesn't really take threes. That's not kind of his game. He can take. Uh, he, he, he started to. Them. He has started to. And, and on the stretch, them. he started to. Yeah, and I'm happy that he's taking them because Jesus, do we need the offense? But like, yeah, this entire season, I haven't really seen Davion take those shots. I don't know if he just maybe that wasn't in the game plan. Maybe Mark Adams was scheming something differently for the offense. I don't know, but um, yeah, yeah. After Pop, I really thought it was Kev for a while. That was the next best three point shooter. So. <laughs> And with that said, it is easier to win games when we're landing our threes. Jesus. Oh, my goodness, man. Here we go. 7 for 12 this this, this past game. So that's crazy. You make your three-pointers, you might win again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Might, I agree. It, it might cover up, uh, you know, really bad turnovers too. But, yeah. 
yeah. What about you, Nesto? What are your uh, what are your thoughts? Um, on previous podcast, I said that uh, momentum is a strong thing, and we see right now that we're on a four game winning streak, right? Um, I mean, the sky's the limit. Not only do I feel confident that we will make the tourney, but probably make some noise in the Big Twelve tournament, and you know. Hopefully we get that NCAA uh, tournament bid that we all seek. Um, I think we can make a run because our, our team's finally getting healthy. You know, earlier in the season we were talking about how you let some of the young guys play and let them get a feel. Um, and the team's clicking at the right time. I, I'd rather have started the season how we started it and not the other way around where we started hot and then start to fall off. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree so with I, that that we're going now even if it's a little bit late there's still a chance and that's all you need with a team that's hot and full of momentum going forward yeah i agree um i think the only well um i think there's like two arguments to be made there like is it too little too late at this point for for texas tech uh because i know last year when a&m really started to kind of catch heat in the sec really down the stretch of their season didn't start off very well but they really caught some heat Downstretch the rest season into the uh, SEC tournament, uh, but they themselves did not make it into the, the March Madness tournament last year. Um, mm-hmm. Now there's a difference between playing in the SEC and then playing in the Big Twelve. I mean, this is a this is a tough conference night in night out, best conference in the country. Every team is a quad one team. Every win that you're going to get is a quad one win. Although I think Oklahoma might have fallen to a quad two after tonight with their record, but I don't know. Um, I you have to, you have to fact check that, but you have more opportunities for quad one victories in the Big 12 than you do in the SEC. Now, a lot of people are saying, look kind of some uh, tweets I've been seeing on uh, on Twitter, of course, is uh, our non-conference schedule and how weak it was. I think it was ranked 330th, if I'm not mistaken, in the country. Or, yeah, we, we did not have a really, really strong non-conference schedule at all. And uh, that might be the ultimate detriment to us is our non-conference schedule but what i think and my argument to be made here is that if we were to finish down the stretch you know let's say that we let's say we beat tcu let's say we lose to kansas and then we beat oklahoma stay at home and then let's just say we get one win in the baseball tournament you know you'd be at what 19 wins there 19 wins yeah so yeah it would be so you have you know more quad one victories than i think the next best Team would because we would we would go into the we wouldn't be a high seed at all. I think we'd be something like a like a twelve well, seed, like yeah, twelve seed. That's sure. what I'm kind of seeing right now. Um, but yeah, so far Texas Tech right now. This is a tweet from Austin Massey, by the way. Go follow the boy Austin Massey. Um, uh, so Texas Tech has more quad one victories than Houston projected one seed, Creighton projected five seed, Virginia projected three seed, UCLA projected two seed, Arkansas projected nine seed, Illinois projected seven seed, Duke projected six seed, Gonzaga four seed, Auburn ten, St. Mary's five seed. We have more quad one victories than all of them. So I think my argument is if quad one victories really matter that much to the committee like they've stated in years past and the resume really matters as they've stated and made it well known that resume wins do matter, quad one victories do matter, then it'd be hard pressed to keep Tech Tech out of it. You know, even with a uh, a bad non-conference schedule, it would be hard to kind of keep Tech Tech out of it if that's what they're going to be if that's what they're going to stay consistent with going into it. If that's what the selection committee is going to stay 
consistent with. Um, but like I mentioned, you know, I think at this point, the most important game is the next one for Texas Tech. It's TCU this Saturday. After that, will be Kansas. After that, will be Oklahoma State. Like, no game is going to be bigger than the next one. Move forward. Just got to take a long amount of time. You know, you've, you've caught some fire this late in the season. Let's see if we continue that. And who knows? Maybe, you know, m- miracles do happen sometimes. Uh, maybe you get a win in Kansas. Maybe you, you win that. Because I think if you win that game in Lawrence... It's done deal. Like you're 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 pretty much all gonna you know punch your team. Yeah, yeah. Into, into if we went out, if we went out, yeah, I feel like went out, yeah, and then maybe going to the baseball no tournament and, and snag a dub there. Yeah, it's 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 over with at that point. Like you, you just book your ticket now. Um, but honestly, if I'm um, if I'm like let's say Tech manages to get a 12 seed though in the in this scenario, if I'm a five seed, I'm not wanting that matchup at all, my friends. With how hot they've been down the stretch, I am not looking forward to that at all. At least um, definitely seed. gonna be a definitely gonna be a bracket <laughs> buster for sure. Um, but you know, that's just that's just kind of my thoughts. Uh, you know, love to hear you guys. Do you guys have any uh, anything else you want to add on to that? We, we got to get there first, right? Next, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the, be- the most important game is the next game, and uh, we'll keep it rolling like that. Hopefully, we get a dub against TCU. I mean, it's been a weird, weird, a weird year for Texas Tech basketball, right? So, who's to say we don't go in and you know actually beat Kansas? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've already had to happen, man. We've already had such a strange season to begin with, so might as well, right? So that's, uh, that's my two cents on it. Um, I'm just happy to see that we're still competing towards the end of the season. Hopefully this little run that we go on will even, uh, I guess, will – I don't know what the right word is, but maybe support the, the team chemistry, progress – maybe not progress. I just don't want anyone to go on the trade block trying to transfer. That's all I'm trying to get at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that this little this little unit that's finally clicking together, they they might think to themselves, okay, let's let's run it back, you know, let's run it back now. I hope so, man. I hope so. Actually, because we're we're finally starting to see, like, we just committed twice as many turnovers than Oklahoma this past game and still beat them with yeah, seventy four my- points. <laughs> that's insane, man. Like, uh, and we're not even playing our best basketball yet. I I hope this group can see its own potential because I, I clearly the fans, we as fans can see it. I just, whew, give us a complete game where everyone's clicking. I want it. Yeah, I, just I want definitely it. agree, even, man. And even, uh, you know, we you know going back just just like a month ago, you know, we were sitting here saying like, hey, look, if you're a fan, you're thinking about checking out right now. I don't blame you. You know, of course, like that wasn't us. I mean, we're still you know kind of kind of psychopaths and we're going to keep watching these games regardless of what's the it what is it a masochist is that what you say masochist uh, I, I think i'm not the masochist but masochist masochist <laughs> yeah, i love yeah, we're masochists love- and you know, we're going to keep watching this because i mean at, the, at that time tech was just playing such bad basketball now playing really good basketball um but you know we didn't give up on season you know i've seen some arguments on twitter's trying to fight over good fan badges and whatnot you know like some people like like oh you're you know criticizing the team i'm like yeah because like i mean yeah everybody was criticizing text tech a month ago because they're playing like shit you know <laughs> like you're, you're gonna call that out like, i'm gonna call a spade a spade you know um you know but trying to flaunt their badges and you know whatever like i like look i i personally don't care i say negative things about tech when they're not playing well and i say really positive things about tech when, when they are playing well you know it's it's a give and take I, in fact i think i say more positive um, things, especially on our Twitter account, about Texas Tech than I do 
anything negative. And I never uh, say anything negative about players or, um, you know, if anything, it's, it's coaches that I, I might say something negative about, but that's really it for me. Like, you know, I, I don't really extend too much into that. I always try to keep things a little bit positive, a little bit lighter. note. but if you are playing terrible, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it, like, you're not playing well, you know, they know that everybody knows that, you know, move on, <laughs> like, you know, but yeah, the whole, you know, being a good fan, you earn your fan badge. That that whole thing I've I've seen on Twitter this past week or this past really couple of days, honestly. But you know, whatever. <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say about it. You know, I'm glad that we uh we stayed on board, my friend. <laughs> you know, and uh, definitely see how this team does move forward, and hopefully you can uh, come out with a much needed dub against uh, TC on Saturday. Oh, also Saturday. Kicking off the MLS season, I'm going to be at the uh, Q2 Stadium here in Austin <laughs> against uh, Washington Austin FC take on St. Louis City FC, the newest expansion team. So yeah, that game's at night though, so I will be able to catch this game beforehand. Can you though, keep so. calling it the newest expansion team, even though it's been there three years? No, St. Louis City is the newest expansion. Team. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking Austin about Austin. FC. Okay, I want to say, I was like, can you really still use that line, even though it's been three years? <laughs> no, St. Louis City, played. they are now the newest expansion team in the MLS. They're uh, hosting, uh, Austin FC is hosting them uh, this uh, this Saturday. So I'm excited about that. Going to be out there. Um, you know, going to gonna wear the Scarlet and Black at the beginning of the day at 11 a.m. And then at nighttime, going to transfer to the Verde and Black. So, you know, fun Saturday. Verde. Also, it's my birthday Saturday. So, yeah, fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's really all I got as far as um basketball. Uh, basketball is concerned. You guys got anything? Any final thoughts you want to say? Uh, as far as basketball, nah. I just one game at a time, man. One game at a time. Uh, just I, I had one final question. Um, if we lose to TCU and beat Kansas, does that change anything? I, I, mean, think, I think our resume off, is better. Man. I don't think uh, I think our resume is better. If I'm being honest with you, uh, I think in uh, any scenario, in any scenario where we beat Kansas, I think the committee has to consider us. Even if we yeah. lose the team, Oklahoma State. Even yeah, ah, yeah. I honestly, <laughs> I, I still think that. Yeah, truly. I don't know, man, but like you, know, either way, with beat TCU or beat Kansas, I hope we beat them both. You know. If I, if I can call Bob Knight, I really hope we beat their asses. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's, 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 that's my thoughts on it. You know, I, I just want to see this team win and just not know, expecting a just have the uh, <laughs> weird vibes tonight, huh? I've <laughs> been a little all over the place in this podcast. Pretty, uh, pretty sporadic, really, I would say. But, uh, you guys got any final thoughts for go ahead and uh actually you know what i was going to uh, say something so uh, about the big 12 standings for texas tech uh so texas tech currently sits at ninth place in the big 12 uh five and ten overall record 16 five and ten big 12 record 16 and 12 overall record um take on tcu they're seven and eight in, in the big 12 play 18 and 10 uh overall um you know 24 and eight team in the country coming to our house should be a packed crowd. Student section gonna be amazing, gonna be electric. Um, you know, I, I really hope that um, you know, that does play a factor. Because I mean, I don't know if you guys saw uh, the game yesterday, but Oklahoma's crowd was just terrible, man. Yeah, uh, look on no ESPN, crowd. they they mean? feel like it was like fifty four percent full. So it, yeah, it was just terrible. It's like one of those crowds like against a, it's, it's like a you know, an old KU football crowd, you know, where it's just kind of kind of like lulls you to sleep almost, you know, where it's kind of weird playing in a, like, 
because uh, last couple times we played in Kansas uh, against uh, Kansas um, in, in football. You know, the crowd's just like, there's really like no energy, no, no, nothing electric about it. Crowd's dead. You know, it's like you don't really kind of feed off any energy. No team really feeds off of that. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like lulls you to sleep almost. And that's why I feel like this crowd almost did to Texas Tech today uh, at OU. They, they did not pack that place out at all. Um, you know, which uh, kind of was in our dash. I mean, you know, like when you talk about silence a crowd, it's kind of hard to silence an already quiet crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I was just salt in the wound, man, at that point. <laughs> Pretty much. I just want to say, I'll just talk about basketball and just no love for the NIT. Like, we just glossing over that fact. Like, we're like, like we're not so going to make I've that. I've always been on, like that. I've always been yeah. on the boat of, you know, it, it's, it's a big dancer bus for me. You know, like if I'm Kirby Hokut or whoever's in charge of like accepting the bid, I, I, I assume it's Kirby Hokut. Um, if, I'm, if I'm him and I like, I, I see an NIT bid. I'm declining it. You know, I'm declining because <laughs> for me, it's big dance or bust. And I think you have a opportunity here to, um, obviously I think at this point in the season, you know, whether you do get selected, if, if you finish out with, uh, with the record that we hope that they do probably just the one loss at Kansas and maybe you make some noise in the big 12 tournament, get at least one win there. Um, you know, and then that still isn't good enough to get into the big dance. The committee leaves you out. I think at that point, okay, take the NIT bid. You know, because the players do deserve a little bit more. Um, uh, they need a little, a little, little compensation. I'm, little something. We gotta send our seniors. We gotta send our seniors off, yeah, right, man? Yeah. You that, know, that, so. that's where I'm at with it. But it, it's it's kind of hard pressed to keep Texas Tech out if this goes the way we, we think it's gonna go and the way we hope that it's gonna go. Gosh, why can't we just blow everyone out, man? I love that. I love that. <laughs> why do I have to stress? No, I'm not stressing over the fast. Fun. Can't make nothing easy, man. Gosh. Just That's make me the, wanna... thrill, the thrill of the fight, bro. Uh, thrill I, of the fight? This is amazing. This is a comeback <laughs> for the ages. I love it. Gosh, it just riles yeah. up your feathers and everything, huh, Nesta? I could see it. Dude, this is what is... grandkids about. If... <laughs> <laughs> do y'all do y'all have a season like that? I know this is just completely off topic, but is there like a moment where you're like, "Oh, I can't wait! I'm be an old man. I'm gonna tell my grandchildren." But like, you seen that? I seen oh, LeBron Saints take Super the Bowl. Calves. Yeah, I'll, I seen I'll LeBron never talk take about the Cavs to the championship. <laughs> Saints Rubble. Yeah, say Super Bowl for me, of course. Okay, something non-biased though, something that's not your your fanhood, I guess. Just an amazing moment in sports where you're like, I got to see that. That that was cool. Oh man, like just all sports. Yeah, like I mean, like in, in my lifetime, I thought the um, uh, comeback versus the Warriors, Cleveland's comeback versus the Warriors at being down three one, that was yeah. incredible. That was insane in the finals. Especially Cleveland getting their first championship in like fifty-four years it was crazy. That was pretty cool. Um, man, that's 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 a tough one. Like, if I'm not being biased, that that's a tough one. Oh man, I, 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 what about you, Nesto? Do you have any? I, yeah, I got one, but it sounds biased, but it's really not. But it sounds biased. Like, okay, so you know when the Spurs lost to that heartbreaker in 2013 oh, just yeah, next yeah. year and yeah. go on a great mission and just whip 
the Miami Heat in 2014. Yeah. And then just that sequence where Patty Mills hits a three, then Ginobili hits a three, then Patty Mills hits another three. I cried. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the joy, be, my friend. That has, that has to be like the best moments, and well, in my opinion, in like sports, because I mean, I witnessed it. You know, if if you follow through the whole story, dating all the way back to 2013, really, if you go all the way back in 2012 when the Spurs lost to a James Harden three in uh, Game Five of the 2012 Western Conference Finals. You know, it, it finally felt that year that we're finally going to get back to where we belong. And you just see an OKC team, re- you know, young. Get destroyed by back. LeBron. <laughs> well, I mean, but against by the Spurs, big three. You know, yeah. Uh, you just think to yourself as a Spurs fan at that point, man, this is it. You know, the new generation's here. And like to go through all that just to win the way we did in 2014 is just nothing was has been better than that for me personally. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool moments for sure. Yeah, if I'm being biased, I will say the uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions that uh, uh, Penguins pulled Penguins. off in 2016, 2017. Go Penguins! That's, that's pretty dope. Um, if, if I'm being biased there, but if I'm being unbiased, I mean that's that's hard, you know, because the the biased ones are the ones I pay attention to, you know. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Um, um, I guess man. Tom Brady's like oh. comeback. That's oh. cool. Let's not talk about that guy. I uh, like- <laughs> I'll talk about I'm that. I'm a Jets fan, and I'm talking about this man. That that was incredible to watch, man. I literally um, see that. I just I so the uh, anymore. <laughs> I was like, "Smoke fuckers to go." God damn it. <laughs> um, uh, but. I, I will say um, Villanova's game-winning three against North Carolina in the uh, national championship. That was incredible to watch. The, just that buzzer beater and the biggest stage, like just beating North Carolina like that. Like, dang. I mean, North Carolina came back to win the championship, national championship next year. But mm-hmm. that one right there, incredible. Like, that, that was insane. That was but that's all I kind of got for that. At least I can think of right now. Yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, subject to change. I mean, I'm gonna talk about the the Patrick and Baker game, like probably for the rest. Oh of my yeah, life at some point. Yeah. That uh, basketball thousand, game, on the football field. <laughs> yeah, that thousand yards of offense in oh, a game. Man, we still lost. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> Could you imagine putting up 800 yards and losing. as a player? As a single player and losing the game yeah. stuff. That's crazy, man. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But yeah. But uh y'all got any other final thoughts? Anything you wanna any shouts you wanna give before we go and wrap this yeah, one up? Shout out my cat. Of course. Hell yeah. Shout out water. Water's good for y'all. Drink that shit. Shout out my dog, Blue Marie, P. Sullivan. The P stands for puppy. I love it. <laughs> I, uh... I love it. <laughs> I would shout out my puppies, uh, but they got into some coffee and got it everywhere all over the carpet. Uh, so I'm not really oh. uh, um, happy about that. Um, so, house smells like coffee, though, you know, which is good. I like I like coffee. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be pretty jittery for a little while. <laughs> uh, getting into some coffee beans. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, they're uh, they're still good puppies, though. Uh, but that'll do it. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you listening. Remember to keep the vibes high and the guns up. Fernando Zuniga and Nesta Martinez. I'm Joni Young saying so long. We'll see you next time here on Lone Nerd Podcast. Mm-hmm.
Oh. Mm-hmm.